Welcome to another edition of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. I'm your host, Gazette Hawkeyes football reporter, John Steppe. I'm joined by my Gazette colleague, Jeff Linder, who covers Iowa women's basketball. Jeff, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So, kind of big week here for Iowa women's basketball. Let's start off with Wednesday, a Purdue team. Purdue, not necessarily the last few years, a powerhouse but this seems to be a respectable Purdue team that Iowa is about to go up against. Yeah, it's, it's a respectable Purdue team. And when you go over to West Lafayette, you're going to have your hands full. Uh, Purdue's nine and five this year, but they're eight. No at home. Uh, they play good defense. Uh, you know, they're uh, giving up about 62 points a game. Uh, they'll be a much different beast over there than they would be if they played in Iowa city. Uh, Purdue's kind of, been habitually a, a 500 team in the the uh, Big Ten the last six eight years and uh, looks to be about the same this year. But uh, you sure can't overlook them uh, over there tomorrow. And for those wondering, when, as we're recording this, at least it is still in full blizzard mode. Um, sounds like the team got in before the storm. They got in yesterday. Uh, they decided yesterday to to beat the weather. And I think that was a smart choice. I don't think they'd have made it today. I think, uh, uh, you know, Bluter talked to the, uh, the plane people, uh, the airline people, and they said, probably you're not going to get out on Tuesday. So they uh, decided to beat the flakes and uh, what is a winter storm fin or whatever they call this thing. And uh, uh, yeah, they made their way to West Lafayette yesterday and uh, probably it may have turned out to be a pretty good thing because they get a full practice over there today. Uh, which, uh, you know, talk, talking about that kind of different environment over there, that might have been a really good thing. And then they'll get a shoot around tomorrow, and then they've got a uh, 7 o'clock uh, contest on on Peacock. And then one of the things that you were writing about from that is Gabby Marshall. Seems like maybe she has her shot again. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it, it's, it was some uh, pretty rough sledding. It really was just like last year. Uh, she was about 23%, I think, the first 22 games and over 50% the last 15 or 16. And and this year, it's about the same, uh, about 25% uh, before Friday. She had four, four out of seven over at Rutgers. So maybe that's going to uh, uh, kind of kickstart her. And if that if uh, they get that uh, part of their offense going too, they're going to be a really, really tough team to beat. And then another big test this week on Saturday, number three, Iowa, playing host to number 14, Indiana. What are the things you're looking forward to seeing in that matchup? Oh, boy. Um, can Iowa hold their own in, in, in the paint? Um, Indiana's got a great one in Mackenzie Holmes. Uh, if Iowa can break even or come close to breaking even with uh, Stolke and, and the other uh, – uh, the other posts, uh, Goodman, O'Grady, Eddinger, whatever, um, that's a good sign. Uh, Indiana's a very good team. I think they're – if Iowa is indeed the, the best team in the Big Ten, I think Indiana's probably a close number two. Uh, and you got to remember, Indiana won the regular season title last year. They're, they're the defending champs. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be hungry to come over here and, and uh, um, you know, compete with Iowa after uh, the way the uh, regular season finale ended up last year. And then kind of a couple of big picture questions here, kind of how would you evaluate um, or kind of what do you make out of, I think it's 15 and one through these first 16 games, the one loss to Kansas state, but then they go back and beat Kansas state later. Kind of how would you evaluate these first couple months of the season? 
I would say probably better than better than expected. Uh, the K-State loss at home was a little bit of an eye-opener, but that necessarily isn't a bad thing. Um, I think it kind of brought them back down to earth after, you know, the the crossover Kinnick and all the the ballyhoo that, that follows Caitlin Clark everywhere. Um, you know, I, I think it kind of brought them back down to earth and they rattled off. Uh, what is it, 12 wins in a row since then. So, um, yeah, I would say at least as good or or maybe even better than than thought, especially with the loss of uh, Monica Sinano. And then as you're kind of looking across the Big Ten, obviously you are mentioning Indiana, Ohio State also ranked. Is there a one or two Big Ten teams that you think Iowa fans should be particularly wary of that could be particularly a thorn in Iowa's side kind of going down the road, obviously not as top heavy of a conference as it was a year ago. Yeah. Um, you can't ever overlook Maryland. They got to, Iowa goes to Maryland on, on February 3rd. That's going to be a really tough one. Uh, Nebraska, they, they, they go to Nebraska later this year. I think they play them home and away. So that's, uh, uh, you know, that's another good team. And, you know, g- games like this one against Purdue, um, you know, could be something that could trip them up. And those are the games that if they're going to win a big 10 championship, they've got to find a way, a way to win. And I I think, uh, I think Wednesday they will. And then you wrote a great feature last week. I think it was last week. The days tend to blur together on Kate Martin. Um, If you haven't read Jeff's work yet on that, highly recommend it. Um, So why ask you a little bit about that? Um, Obviously there's no stat for leadership, but how much, has she really contributed to this team in some of those not on the box score ways? Well, she's always done that. She's always been the, you know, guard one of the toughest players on the other team. Uh, You know, we talk about the leadership and the intangibles and all that stuff, but uh, some of the stuff you can measure this year, she's, she stepped up in, and and one of those things is scoring. She's averaging, I think she was kind of a seven point per game person each of the last three years. This year, she's up over 11 uh, out of necessity. Uh, She's probably been there. Other than Clark, probably their most consistent uh, offensive threat along with, uh, along with Hannah Stolke. And then that's a great segue to my next question. I was asked next about Stolke in terms of, kind of year one to year two, how have you seen her grow yeah. and where do you still see room for improvement from her? Um, well, her free throw shooting's gotten better. Uh, it's regressed a little bit the last two or three games, but that has had before that period has had been better. Um, I still think she's playing out of position uh, when, when they've got her at the five. And I think, she, I think that uh, I was kind of considered her the best five, but I think she's a better four. And I think next year, that's kind of probably where she'll go back with uh um, with, with the Heiden girl coming in, but, uh, um, you know, she runs the floor. Great. Uh, she's a good rebounder, um, good defender. Hasn't, uh, doesn't seem to have been in as much foul trouble this year, which has been a good sign. So, uh, yeah, she's gotten better. I think she's, uh, you know, borderline first team, second team, all big 10 kind of player. And, uh, if that's the case, uh, I think she's on a real trajectory to be, you know, probably Iowa's next big star. Now, I think this is probably year number four, if I'm doing my math right, of you covering Clark. What's kind of different about senior year Clark versus previous year Clarks as somebody who's been covering them up close? Oh, boy. Um, 
a week or two ago, I said less turnovers, but she's kind of, you know, kind of been back on the turnover train here a little bit the last two or three games. Um, I, I just think there, there's more maturity there. Um, uh, you know, there, there's with her, there's always going to be distraction. You know, the, you know, now she's got a cereal uh, named after her. Um, you know, the, the, is she going to stay or is she going to go? Uh, question's going to remain with her until she answers it. And I, I still don't have any idea what, what direction is that heading. But, uh, you know, I, I think she is able to kind of tune that stuff out. And as much as she loves, you know, doing the the autographs and the pictures and stuff like that after games, that, that has to take a toll. But uh, I think she's done a really good job of, uh, you know, when – during those 40 minutes, I think she between the lines, she's been really, really focused in. And then if you had to pick one key for Iowa to do what they've been setting out to do and really accomplish those goals that they kind of, you know, got a bunch of last year, but then came up short on one. Um, what's kind of that big key that you see for these next three months? Well, for one thing, they got, they've got to stay healthy, especially Clark. If if uh, you know if she something would happen to her, that's um, that's catastrophic. Obviously, um, they just got to be themselves. They they've got to they've got to shoot forty five percent or more in a game. And if they do that, I think I think they're going to be a really tough team to beat. Um, their defense has gotten a little better, I think, uh, but, but they're able to outscore whoever they play. And if, if they don't have the, the subpar shooting game, I think, uh, I think they will be fine. And then if you had obviously a lot of season left to go, but if you had to make a prediction right now, where do you see this team finishing in terms of big 10 and then in terms of postseason? Um, well, at the beginning of the season, I said 25 and five, which included 14 and four in the big 10. Um, after, uh, the non-conference, after seeing them a lot, I upgraded it to 27 and three and, uh, 16 and two in the big 10 winning the big 10. Um, I, I, I still think they're the, they're the best team. Um, as far I, I, uh, NCAA, oh, I, their ceiling is, you know, as high as anybody's, um, but, you know, it, it, it's just, it's a one game deal. It's not a best of, you know, best of five series, best of seven series, whatever. It's, it's one and done. Um, right now I'll say elite eight. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. So I think some fans would be disappointed by not getting oh, yeah, the yeah, final yeah, four. And but... I'm, sure, I'm sure they'd be disappointed with that. And, and, you know, a lot of it's about matchups, uh, you know, who, who could they play in Iowa City? Who would they play in either Portland or Albany? Um, Final Four is certainly a possibility. Um, getting beat in the second round is a possibility. But uh, I think anywhere anywhere from round to 32 to maybe a national championship, I, none of that would surprise me. And I think sometimes it's easy for people to forget just how hard it is to get into yeah. those late rounds. You have to play – you have to beat some really quality teams and absolutely. And, and it starts no in the second beat. round. And, uh, you know, you, you look at Indiana last year, I thought Indiana was a great basketball team. I, I think they are again this year. They got beat in the second round. Uh, Stanford got beat early. Um, uh, 
and a lot of you know some some of those other games kind of paved the way to make Iowa's road a little bit easier last year. So, um, you know, it's it it, it it's cliche, but it's a crapshoot, and it's good that the women's game has gotten to that point. You know, kind of where the men's game has always been that uh, uh, anything can happen pretty early. And then we've been seeing, it seems like sell out, well, really a whole season sold out. How much have you seen that kind of influence the Carver environment as someone who's covered this team when it yeah. wasn't necessarily the hot ticket in town? Yeah, I, I think it was, was it early last year, maybe late two years ago that they finally started uh, putting those curtains up. I mean, the, the arena was the, you know, the, home side i guess maybe it's the away side i guess i guess it'd be the side looking away from uh when, when you're on tv uh you know those curtains were up and uh, uh or down i should say and you know the capacity was probably eight to ten thousand now you know you gotta pay spend two or three hundred dollars per ticket just to get one on stub hub or vivid seats or whatever and uh it's the biggest show in town uh, it's supplanted the men men's basketball is the biggest show in town at least for now and uh it's it same 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 deal on the road uh rectors which is you know a subpar big 10 right team right now they sold out uh, i think purdue sold out and i, I i'm not sure that uh, there are going to be any games left that there are going to be any you know you know walk-up seats Wow, that's pretty remarkable to think about yeah. compared to what things were a couple of years ago. Right. And, uh, you know, what will there be, will this continue after Clark's gone? Probably not. Uh, if they're still entertaining and still, still winning, I think they'll still have, you know, maybe five digit crowds from time to time. But, you know, a, a lot of it's Clark and, and a lot of it's, you know, the, the supporting cast as well. Well, Jeff, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks to our listeners for tuning into another episode. Until next time, we will talk Hawks later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.